0: Welcome to CinemaPodraphy, a retro movie podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me are my co-hosts... Hey everyone, I'm Corey. And I'm Justin. And we will be reviewing some of your favorite and maybe not-so-favorite movies from the last few decades. If you'd like to hear more of our reviews, please subscribe to Cinemapodraphy at Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give us your thoughts or suggest a film for us to review, uh, please follow us on Instagram, at Cinemapodraphy. Stay tuned for all things cinematic and updates on our next episode. (sighs)
1: Cinemapodrophy.
0: This week on CinemaPodraphy, we'll be reviewing the 2009 blockbuster, 2012, which is not at all confusing, starring John Cusack, directed by Roland Emmerich. But, before we get started, what's everybody drinking? Having a little fountain drink, are ya?
2: So, uh, I have a Cold Hammer Snapback, which is a West Fork bourbon, uh, we got some ginger beer, some lime flavoring, It's delicious. I'm very happy
0: now. now West Fork—that's an Indianapolis distillery,
2: I believe. It's Fort Wayne. No, it is Indianapolis. Yep,
1: crushed it. Corey, what you drinking on, bud? I have a virgin cocktail tonight. It is a uh, essentially a sparkling Arnold Palmer, um, which is very delicious. That sounds absolutely delightful. I myself am also having a bourbon. This
0: one is the Wilderness Trail, bottled in Bond, single barrel Kentucky straight, non chill filtered, just the way I like it. Feeling good. Feeling good about that it. That sounds guys. delicious. <laughs> it is pretty tasty. It was a, it was a bachelor party gift. <sighs> so, 2012, you guys, one of my favorite worst movies. This movie um, is so bad. So bad. It had a $200 million budget, ended up making $790 million. I don't know how.
2: I, I, I really don't believe that it was only $200 million. They had to have put $500 million into this movie. Advertising, everything.
0: Well, I mean, the CGI budget was top tier. I mean, those those graphics, you can't argue, were some of the
1: best ever put to the silver screen. I just want to say that it was two hours and 38 minutes of my life that I won't get back. Um, I didn't say that I I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. Um, I described this to you both the other day, but it was kind of like when you're at a restaurant and that giant plate of nachos comes out and you don't really know what to do with it or where to begin, and there's just a lot of the same thing all around. (laughs) Yeah, or to to play
0: off that nacho metaphor, it's like when it comes out and it's real pretty and you're real excited about it, but after five minutes it's cold and all the chips are soggy and (laughs) you're left wondering why John Cusack's there. Yes, (laughs)
2: <laughs> this is like tachos. This is like, you know, if you got tater tots with like nachos on them, everyone likes a tater tot, but mixing nachos and tater tots, it's never good.
1: No. So where I was already confused when this started was all of a sudden, John Cusack is abandoning his car. Cause it's not starting and hops in a limo. Um, I don't know if that's his side gig or if he just took it. I don't I don't know.
2: They yeah, they definitely did not explain that. That was something that I noticed right off the bat. It was like, so you just have a spare limo.
0: Hold, hold on. You guys are saying that you're confused because this movie didn't explain any of its minor plot points? What are you talking about? It was perfectly explained that he was an author who also has a limo because reasons and then of course you're gonna drive that through an earthquake i mean that's the first thing i would grab if i had to be fast and furiousing around where was it san francisco san diego i don't i can't get them straight
2: i think it was like i think it was southern california
0: yeah somewhere wherever the san andreas fault is another fine earthquake end of world movie starring john cusack no it's the rock
1: I do want to take a step back because I think I jumped in a little bit further into the beginning of the movie. But the first thing I wrote down was the quote that says, you know, this is a fundraiser, not a frat party, which is the line that I don't know. The gentleman's name says to um, is it John Cusack or no, that was a God, who was it? It was Anheuser.
0: I didn't catch any of the rest of his name, but he ended up playing president at the end. Um, yes. But yes. he was talking to, you're I think it's Adrian. No, not, no, not Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. It was Adrian. Adrian was yeah, the, the, the sort of the villain, right? Yeah, if there had to be one, I, I would say that Anheuser guy and his power plays and
1: whatever at the end, sure. So anyway, I laughed at it because it's like, clearly you're in this party that's, that's, you know, of, of Washington officials and whatnot. And clearly this person is not here thinking it's a frat party, right? (laughs) just (laughs) the comment seemed almost as unnecessary as the limo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There were a lot of really silly, just cliches and unexplained bits of this movie that were just comical.
2: Well, I, I couldn't figure out, is this a drama? Is this an action movie? this is a kids movie it it just it was all over the place and it just so many plot holes no pun intended <laughs> but it, i don't know
0: it just was a bad movie it really was but if you think back to 2009 you know in preparation for the end of the world 2012 never forget um the the mayan hype or the mayan fear that you know the mayan calendar only went up to what was it, December 20th, 2012. So on that day, at that time, the world was going to end. I remember I was running a bar at the time and we had an end-of-the-world party on a, I think it was a Thursday. Really? And yeah, it was like just a day of the week. It was, we, I don't know. There was a lot of hype in the news about it and I never thought too much about it, but I guess it was enough to make million.
2: I mean, I had family members. They did stock up. They were like, I'm telling you the end of the world is going to happen. The end of the world is going to happen. And uh, I mean, we're still here.
1: (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Thanks. I mean, I really think this should have taken place in 1999 with the prep for Y2K, but it is what it is. The movie's made in 2012. is supposed to be 2012. Here we are. I think I would have liked a Y2K movie better. Is, Do you think that...
0: Oh, sorry, Justin, go ahead.
1: Is
2: there is there no Y2K movies? I can't think of any.
1: We'll have to see.
0: <laughs> if you know any uh, Y2K movies, don't forget to send it to us at cinemapodraphy at gmail.com. That's C-I-N-E-M-A-P-O-D-R-A-P-H-Y at... Gmail.com.
1: Um, I have a question. Is am I the only one that thought them jumping over a fence at Yellowstone was dumb? Because I'm pretty sure that's one place I would not ignore a no trespassing sign. Just saying.
0: Yeah, for sure. John Cusack, worst dad, 2012. You heard it here first.
2: Well, I mean, he picks his kids up in a limo and he just, you know, tosses them around in the back. So we knew he was a bad dad in the beginning.
0: Yeah. The son calling him by his first
1: name. Was it Jackson? Something like that. That just goes to tell you how much we all really soaked in this movie. Because after watching it for two hours and 38 minutes, we're like, that one guy, what's his name?
2: (laughs) Although I will say, I, I couldn't stand the stepdad. I thought he was an asshole. Anybody, any doctors that just show up to work in her scrubs or you know run errands in her scrubs they're just trying to flex their muscles and being like oh yeah i'm a doctor i didn't have time to take off these disease infested scrubs but i'm a doctor
0: making a lot of fans
2: out of doctors (laughs) i mean
0: mean, what do you what do you what I i don't know man I uh, I liked Step Chad. I, I didn't catch his name, but I thought he was fine. The kids seemed to like him. That's a step in the right direction. Um, did I think he needed to get, you know, ground up in the arc thing? no. I think that was gratuitous. By the way, that's a that. spoiler alert for anyone that's listening <laughs> you're right we should uh, we should probably say folks if you're listening to this and you haven't seen 2012 and don't want to know how it ends, what are you doing?
1: Well, yeah.
0: just yeah just leave right now <laughs> go watch the movie and then
1: come back hey, I
2: mean you're really not missing out uh, we can save you three hours two
1: and a half yeah. What, what I would like to know from a financing standpoint is how much Woody Harrelson got paid to squirt that pickle that he took a giant bite of in the middle of the woods as he's spying on John Cusack and his kids. Didn't Do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> Didn't he offer him a pickle, too? He did? Yeah, in, in the trailer. But, I mean, in that moment, he just, like, totally squirted his pickle in the woods there. No pun intended. Yeah.
0: The whole setup to this movie is so beautiful. I really enjoy the beginning of it. The the end is is just chaos. Um, but I loved the setup with Woody Harrelson. I love that he's in the woods spying on what the military is doing at Yellowstone. I love that there's a big fence where a lake used to be, and John Cusack's like, "Oh hey, let's, we're just going to hop the fence. We're going to go to where you were conceived, boy. Come on. Yeah, like." It's just, it's so cliche and silly, but when, when the army showed up and they took John Cusack and kids back to the base and then just let them go because Adrian, Dr. Adrian, whatever the hell his name was, was like, oh, I read your, your bad book that only six people bought. Oh, neat. All right. See ya. Thanks. Yeah. That was kind of weird. It didn't make any sense. Like you go to Guantanamo. That's what happens.
1: <laughs> Is Guantanamo still a thing it was back then? Who knows? Yeah, it was. So. so I have to say that in in life, I I'm always looking at situations and trying to think like, how could this be funny, right? How what what could we change about this situation to make it funny? And um, that moment early on in the movie when. They're identifying that things are changing below the Earth's crust, and they like open up that uh, just chamber or whatever, and there's like boiling water in there. <laughs> I, I was wanting for one of them to whip out a tea bag and just kind of pop it in there for a minute, but that didn't happen. But in my head, that's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down, "Oh, neat neutrinos."
0: hashtag Hot Tub Earth <laughs> Or some of the things you guys liked about it? I, um, I found myself, as I continued to not really be invested in the story, I found characters that I absolutely loved. Um, and at first, he annoyed me, but by the end, I was in love with Yuri, the Russian mobster. That's a terrible... Oh. I can't do a good Yuri. He's got that super deep Russian accent. But that dude said good that is good like six times in the movie like that was his catchphrase he said it so much and
2: he was great he was great i don't know what exactly he did but he he, did nothing (laughs) (laughs) but i mean he was great i i kind of think the movie is uh suiting to today's world because you know people people could pay a billion dollars to be uh to be saved and uh i don't think a lot of people will do that now a lot of billionaires would do that like a yuri but him and his kids and what was the what was the girlfriend's name tuesday
1: oh god i didn't i don't know blonde her name um, was blonde the dog's name was caesar i did write that down
2: i i think the girlfriend's name was tuesday and in my mind i was just thinking all the names in the world, you, you couldn't think of a better one. You had to come up with Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> Very true. I will say for, for his character, my favorite part was when they got in the Bentley and he's like, engine, start. By the way, that's a terrible Russian accent, but. Um, yeah. I can't Brian, believe. you could do it better. Engine, start.
0: Yeah, way better. Yeah, way better. I'm a professional.
2: Well, we got to <laughs> we got to back it up because, you know, they took off they took off several planes during an earthquake and during I mean the the runway was just
1: crumbling. Okay, hang on. Can I stop you there for just a second because I have a note on this? Yeah. My note says, how did they get below the earth when they were flying up? Yes. So To your point, the Earth is crumbling around them, and they're flying up, but somehow the next cut we see, they're below the Earth's surface. (laughs) Yeah. So, sorry, Justin, go ahead. I had to... it
2: was just, it was, you know, to the point of this movie of just... I, I, I don't get how it got three and a half stars out of four, but a runway's crumbling, but yet they are still able to take this plane off and, yeah, like you said, go underground, and then somehow at the last second barely
0: clear a skyscraper yeah, I just <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I wrote down as I was watching this and preparing for this several most unbelievable things in this movie so far. And one of those things was plane related, but before that the when they're in that camper and they jump that thing over a 30-foot gap. Like, we we could argue about how they got elevation changes in an airplane, but how did they jump an
1: RV 30 feet? Have you ever seen the movie Speed? (laughs) Listen, if Sandra Bullock can jump a city bus over... Probably 30 feet. He can do that in a camper. I have faith. Trust, believe.
0: <laughs> hey, if, if we end up reviewing speed, we can discuss that then. By the way, if you want us to review speed, don't forget to go to our Instagram page at Cinemapodraphy and let us know.
2: But I, I mean, more importantly, he fast and furious, not just a limo, but then this also giant RV. I, he didn't really wreck either one. He didn't, I mean, normal people would probably roll those. So you know, good for him. Yeah. Good. Good
0: for John Cusack. Yeah.
2: Good. Good, no, Jackson, good for you. Jackson Curtis
0: failed yes. author,
1: failed, <laughs> failed successful author, um, failed to the point that uh, the, the part that I had trouble with was when his kids were in the tent with the door or the flap of the tent wide open. They're inside. He's outside and they're complaining about mosquitoes and nobody out of the three of them is smart enough to just close the damn tent. Well, I struggled with that. (laughs) I think they struggled with that. (laughs) Um, Um, Did anybody think that they were auditioning for the 2012 edition of Supermarket Sweep when um, it started to just separate while they were in there?
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. How did neither one of them just fall in? I mean, they were were right there. How did they just not fall into the crack?
0: Well, if they would have fallen in, then we wouldn't have had the payoff at, well, the couple payoffs at the end. Characters in this film are conveniences; they're they're not really plot drivers. You know, Step Chad was there and lived through that scene, so he could, you know, spoilers, die later. He That's got, why
2: he got grinded by a giant gear again. Spoilers. I believe it's pronounced
1: grounded so i um i do have a new catchphrase that i will probably never use that i'm taking away from this movie is john cusack's character says multiple times i'm hurling towards you as he's frantically getting in a car or whatever but i'm hurling towards you so remember to use that next time when you're telling someone that you're on your way i'm hurling towards you as we speak <laughs>
0: Um, I'm going to take a a line from President Danny Glover Uh, very soon before he uh, died. He said, I'll find you, Daddy. Now, uh, (laughs) because you you know what I'm talking about? No, no, I wrote this (laughs) down. I wrote I wrote (laughs) my my exact note is Danny Glover is a treasure. Quote, I'll find you, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like somebody, like the kid got lost, and you know, there was like the ash cloud or whatever. And then, oh, look, a big old tsunami, you're dead.
2: Well, talking about Danny Glover playing a president, um, they showed other world leaders in the movie and they tried to make them look like the actual world leaders. I I really hope Hollywood does not think uh, Barack Obama looks like Danny Glover because that would be a bad thing. (laughs) I
0: don't know, man. They got Queen Elizabeth down pat.
2: They did. And they got the Russian president and they got the Chinese president. So, uh, I mean, I can't really think of an actor that looks like Obama. So.
0: Uh,
1: Jordan Peele.
2: This was a little bit before his time.
1: Fair. I would say that Cuba Gooding Jr. would have been a better choice over Danny Glover if we're talking clearly aesthetics. Oh, yeah, aesthetic, sure, but don't you dare besmirch Danny Glover. The man's a treasure. Um, with that, does anyone think that Danny Glover should run for president in 2024? No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> um, I, I was surprised. I shouldn't say, actually, no. By this point in the movie, nothing surprised me, um, but I was laughing at the part where they land the plane, and he's like, oh, just fill it up. Um, I'll be back, right? I struggle with the fact that that the person... I'm going to remove the gender. The person that filled up the aircraft would have known where the fuel tanks actually are on an airplane. Um, one, because his or her spouse was new to flying, so... I struggle with that one because do and this is not a this is not to make you look stupid if you don't know but do you know where the fuel tanks are on an aircraft? They're not on the driver's side, <laughs> or sorry, passenger side. <laughs> um, no, they're actually in the wings, in both wings. On, I, I believe every aircraft, um, for the most part, it's it's in the wings. So, and you need a ladder to climb up there. I've, I have fueled aircraft before in my internships. Um, so for him to just say, fill it up, uh, I just feel like it's a little bit more complicated than that. And this person would not necessarily have been like, oh sure, no problem. <laughs> well, there was like, you know,
2: the end of the world was starting and wasn't that airport completely dead? There was nobody there. Wouldn't I, I feel like helicopters wasn't used enough in this movie. I feel like Agreed. He- I feel like a helicopter would have been a safer bet than trying to take these planes off or these giant arcs.
0: Yeah, but it's way more fun to watch an airplane take off
2: and go
1: underground. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> <that's different. laughs> um, I do want to talk about the fact that it's in the same scene with the, the runway that. He tells the daughter to just stay there. And I think, what is it? Oh, no, no. It's when he goes to see Woody Harrelson to get the map. Um, but he tells his daughter just, like, stay in, the, stay in the car. I'm like, there's a volcanic cloud, like, plummeting towards you. And you're just like, oh, just stay here, honey. I'll be right back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. I mean, it, I think, Brian, you said it earlier. Is this a uh, prequel to uh,
0: Waterworld? I think it's. I really do think it's possible, because we look at what happened at the end of the movie. Uh, those who survived, R.I.P. Danny Glover and Stepchad, and I don't know, at least six other people. Yuri, on, Yuri, Yuri! Oh, the kids made it. <laughs> thank God, those little shithead Russian twins made it. Um, but the end of the movie where. It's just a, what is it, 1,500-meter-high tidal wave. That's 4,500 feet, give or take, America. That's big. So yeah. it just covers the whole world. Everything's underwater. If it's not underwater, it's 28 degrees or thousands of miles off where it should have been. that Quick tangent, the... The stupid plane that Sasha, the other Russian guy, was driving, flying, driving a plane, who knows? Where it's like, oh no, we are over Oshud, we are going to be so screwed. Oh wait, look, mountains, we're okay, it's okay. Hmm.
2: Oh, what and a, we have like a dragons. cop out.
0: Like oh good thing we have life jackets oh but we won't need them look I'm going to land in this nice beautiful thousand foot wide snow covered runway in the middle of the mountains that's what I do because I am Sasha the pilot also I have been stopping the blonde blah blah blah
2: what Tuesday <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tuesday excuse me
2: why interesting <laughs> they have he has all these cars in this giant plane Which why they he... should have dumped it, yeah. hours ago why don't they have any boats in there. You don't. You don't fly a boat. You float a boat. What, you do, You can't drive a car
0: in the air. I beg to differ.
1: Um, regardless, one I don't think any of those cars. I don't think any of those cars were uh, probably very efficient in the snow, or as much snow that they were deployed at in the mountains yeah for sure well
0: that's why they they drifted so much they were doing donuts they were having a good old time you know
2: yuri was kind of a jerk because he paid he paid all this money for his two little kids to go on the ark but what about the 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 boxer the boxer son he just left him in vegas
0: well that's a good point. Does anybody to- remember that part? <laughs> yeah, he totally did walk out on his kid boxing. Man, this movie had so much. No, I actually don't remember that.
2: Yeah, in the, in how you how you're introduced to Yuri is he uh, he shows up at the boxing match at I don't know the MGM and he goes up to his son. Oh oh yes 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 yes. Like, no,
1: no, I, I'm good. The other yep. fighters.
0: Yes, on his BlackBerry, That's right. he gets the text and apparently blackberries in 2012 had thumbprint recognition. I don't
1: remember that, but must be true. Um, I mean, I'm guessing that was also the same reason why he was able to tell the Bentley to engine start. That's true. Um, oh, wait, but <laughs> was, was Sasha
0: the son? No, Sasha No, Sasha was the, the dude that the blonde chick was boinking on the side. And then he's like, you think I don't know about you and Sasha? Uh, fuck you, I'm going to get on the Ark. Which is how we get back to talking about the Orcs. Sorry. <laughs> well,
2: it was a classic scene. Like, of course, she, she gets to stick her hand. You know, as the gate, the, the Ark door is closing. You know, they're sneaking in through this little tunnel. And then, you know, she gets to stick her hand out at the very last second and flip him off. And out of, you know, the thousands of people and how big this arc is, she finds him and he finds her and they see that middle finger going. Yeah.
1: So I'm completely with you. I am completely with you. Then yet again, I was secretly hoping her hand would have gotten smashed, but it didn't.
2: Yeah. Well, that's uh, stepdad. He gets he gets grinded. So.
1: But can and, can uh, we
0: rewind... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to say Brother Monk, too. He got his leg smushed.
2: Oh, yeah, he did. Or was that Brother... No, so that was Brother Monk, the guard.
1: Yeah, his brother-uncle. Yeah. So. so prior to the middle finger, can we please, please, please talk about Caesar, who I think is a Chihuahua or a Chihuahua mix, um, doing that, like, high-wire act from literally the ground all the way up those wires yes. across that big cable to Tuesday. Um, if that was a cat, I would, if that was a cat, I wouldn't have blinked twice because they do have that agility and balance, but I'm sorry. I, that was just too much even for me. And I love our little Chihuahua. So <laughs> no, hundred uh, percent. Silly, silly, cute dog
0: moment. Like this movie Checked every silly cop-out and cliche that you can squeeze into a blockbuster movie. They had the cute dog. They had the hot chick. Of course, she's having the affair. They had doctors. They had the president. The the, the most unbelievable thing in the whole movie is a politician, much less the president, saying, I'm going to sacrifice myself. You let everybody else get on that plane and I'm going to stay behind and watch the sink ship. The sh- The sink, the ship sink, sink ship. (laughs) (laughs) This bourbon's good. Well,
2: anyway, every natural, (laughs) every natural disaster movie, they have, they have an asshole of the movie and that asshole always dies in the movie. I mean, we can think back to numerous natural disaster movies. I mean, we all know what happens in Dante's Peak. We all know what happens in in Twister. We all know what happens in Volcano. I think the stepdad was the asshole of the movie, and that's why he oh, got grinded.
0: No, Anheuser was the asshole. The God, what's the actor's name? Um, I got it.
1: It is... Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt.
0: Platt. Oliver Platt was playing the asshole, and he really wasn't even that big of an asshole. He was just the realist, which mm. is very cold and crass of me to say.
2: Well, but somebody I mean, has to be that in this. I mean, somebody has to do it.
1: Yeah. But I don't think... Steph what changed. is the Russian's name again? Yuri. Karpov. Yuri. Okay, so here's here's my other struggle. Is So Yuri comes in, and he's got the crowd of people, and he's like, you know, he, he distracts the guard, punches his lights on, and he's like, here, follow me, right, and takes this big leadership role. Cool. You lead everybody to the edge, but you're literally the only one dumb enough to climb down this little ladder to get stuck under the gate. Yep. Yeah. And then also, I mean, cool, cool that he got his kids on board, but then like, (laughs) but really you're the one out of everybody. You're the one that got stuck under the gate.
0: (laughs) Well, Well, I love that. They all ran up to the, not the gate, but like the edge of that platform and, like, he didn't stop until he leaves right there. He's like, oh, I have no idea. This fell down into the abyss. Oh, no, everybody behind me, stop. Hundreds of thousands of people, stop.
2: But then he gets that, like, superhuman strength, and he just tosses his kid, I don't know how many feet up in the <laughs> air, to 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 save him, I mean.
1: Well, super human strength for that and also stamina to run in like a full peacoat and everything else across the hangar to the edge of that ledge. And uh, that's another one. I'm just like, hmm, I don't know about that. Well, how long did Jackson hold his breath
2: as he's, you know, going to the gears trying to pull the the hoses out? Yes. I mean, and how convenient was it that they had the security cameras exactly where he was. His face was
0: going to be. It's like, oh, let's check the underwater camera. Oh, look, it's a close-up on John Cusack. And
2: then they put it on, like, a Jumbotron so that everybody on the Ark could, like, I mean, realistically, he would have died, but,
0: I mean. Everyone knows that authors and limo drivers can hold their breaths a really long time. Everyone knows that.
1: It's, it is, to me, the modern-day equivalent of watching old westerns where they never reload their gun, right? They shoot 300 bullets, and they never reload their revolver that holds 8 or 10, whatever it is.
2: How many bullets um, does a
1: revolver hold? Six, hmm. usually. No, really? That's why they call them six-shooters. Just six? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. You- I, I say it as if I've ever owned one. Well, folks, you can tell who owns a gun
2: on this podcast. <laughs> I plead fifth.
1: <laughs> um, so have either of you ever been to some sort of um, live show where there's fire effects that are used on stage? Um, does... Concert stunt show, something at Disney universal, but there's like a fire effect that's used. First thing that came to mind was a, a luau with yeah. a fire spinner
2: or, uh,
0: but yeah, lots of concerts.
2: The, sure. uh, the mummy ride at universal
1: studios when
2: they have sure. the, the oven.
1: Perfect example. You know how hot that is, right? Yes. And you're so far away, but you can still feel the heat. Is there any bit of you that believes the fact that this plane was able to fly over lava and not just not just crumble or melt into pieces, you know? No, (laughs) no. no, Or at least have the at least have the convection from the lava interrupt the smooth flight path that they were on.
2: No, because movies have taught us that when (laughs) you can stand right next to lava and, and you're fine, it's just like a bonfire. You can use cars to stop lava. You can, you can actually drive over lava. So, no, lava does not mess with turbulence on a plane. Just like, uh, you know, if a volcano erupts and, you know, there's, uh, there's clouds of ash everywhere, y- you can still fly your plane through it and you're perfectly fine.
1: That's good. No problem. All this fire I talk, will say, right? um, no, go ahead. All this fire talk
0: is making me think of my least favorite part of movies. The burnt popcorn at the bottom of the bucket.
2: Or the kernels. If you ever get
0: kernels. a kernel in there.
1: ugh. What do you. Or what worse, do you guys th- burnt kernels.
0: Oh, you <laughs> get out of here with that. Why would you say that? Don't put that in the universe. <laughs> what do you guys think? If there had to be a, a burnt popcorn. Moment. I mean, we've talked a lot of shit about this movie. We've, you know, up and down every side, we've sort of collectively agreed that it is not great. <laughs> Worth a watch, maybe, once. But if there had to be one moment that you think is the, the worst moment, the biggest groan, the if it's a character, what do you guys think your burnt popcorn moment would be?
2: I, the beginning <laughs> which part which part when, when the movie starts <laughs> oh god
0: <laughs> intro credits <laughs> this
2: this is a movie though I, i'm glad that we watched it cuz you know it was ridiculous it it wasn't a good movie it was all over the place this is a movie that if if you come inside on a saturday afternoon and this is on like usa you stop and you watch it you you're like what? what did i do what where did three hours go but you watch it it's not great but uh, i mean it is what it
0: is cory what do you think man what's your th- what's your burnt popcorn I, th-
1: uh, I really think for me it's john cusack outrunning that volcanic cloud hopping in a plane and everything's cool like when I saw that, I actually wrote um, I wrote the, the note, him outrunning out running the volcanic cloud, and then asterisked, magically, he outran it. And then I wrote, I'm done. <laughs> well,
2: that was my moment. <laughs> Corey, I know you have flown planes before. And, um, it didn't look like they were going very fast that second time to take off.
1: No. And you have to hit a certain airspeed to be able to take flight. You can't just pull up early. It doesn't work that way.
2: Well, Brian, what, what's yours? What's, what's
0: as those? much as I would like to talk about the plot some more and all the holes they're in and bust the balls of all the, the characters. I think the thing that was the most consistently inconsistent and aggravating thing for me was the choppiness and inconsistency of the graphics specifically when it comes to the slow-mos like there were some there were some slow moments in the movie that like they were emotional moments people were cowering they're huddling together and rather than like take a decent shot <laughs> they just Filmed it at regular speed, slowed it down, and made it kind of blurry. And then there were other (laughs) moments where the ground was cracking open, and from a close view, it looked fine. You get a little bit further back, it looked really shit. And you get really, really far back, and it looked okay again, because all the finite details are washed away in the grand scheme of what you're looking at. But the worst offender were the Goddamn grease. The green screens. They were horrible. Yes. Yes. Horrible green screen work in this film. And it like it was 2009.
2: Yeah. But if if you think back, like I feel like from basically 2000 to about 2010, there was a ton of movies like this. There was a ton of CGI. Terrible graphic, lots of explosion. Movies like this that—that's what was selling.
0: When did the Transformers movie come out? Because like two two thousand seven. Yeah. Okay, so you look at a Michael Bay film like Transformers. If you want us to review Transformers, don't forget to <laughs> get at us on Instagram at cinematography. Um, <laughs> or I, please, please don't. Us. I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs>
2: or follow us on Instagram cinemapodriffy
0: cinema um I, I disagree like the they i'm okay with bad green screening i'm okay with you know graphics don't have to tell your story but when they dist- they distract me from it is when i like it was easy enough to make fun of the movie don't don't skimp on the part that I know you're throwing money at, which is your graphics budget. They're like the car scenes, the the Star Trek brace for impact moment at the end. Like they're all just so silly and so just poopy, and it makes me sad.
2: Yeah, and I mean to your point, they've spent how two hundred million dollars. Now, I know John Cusack is, is, you know, a big actor. Woody Harrelson, he's a big actor. Um, Danny Glover, he's a big actor. It's not like they had a huge all-star A-list cast. So Agreed. They Yeah, they could have spent more money on effects.
0: I mean, they had to have spent almost Agreed. all of their money on effects, unless for some reason John Cusack is... Super expensive,
2: or maybe uh, or Danny Glover
0: or Yuri. <laughs> well, Yuri. <laughs> Which, by the way, did you notice um, his father, his Yuri's father, also named Yuri? Stupid. Wait, his dad was in a movie too. No, but he he talked about was like my dad also. His name was Yuri, because of course it was.
1: How many they know three so, Russian names: Yuri, Yuri, and Sasha. Yeah. So fun fact, my mom and her brother had the exact same names as their parents. So there was two of each name in their family of four. Now, obviously, when they were all together, it was mom, dad, you know, and then the other two. But, but yeah, it was two <laughs> two of the same name in the same household.
2: I uh, I know twins, their names are... Spelled the exact same But pronounced differently One has a hyphen And one has an apostrophe And they pronounce them completely
0: different But they're spelled the exact same Uh, Okay I have no comment In case they are listening Yes Or more specifically I'll just say that's unique It is
1: I'll just (laughs) say that's unique Sure Unique Um, Lazy One of those Speaking of things that are unique, I am going to steal something from you, Justin, um, a little bit. So, for our listeners, there will be a movie that we review in the future that Justin has a really good uh, what would you call it, Justin? A crossover or the inspiration of, of how one character or one actor plays in more than one role or, sorry, more than one movie. Oh, yeah. but how the, the, the storylines somehow are interwoven. But um, is that what you said, right?
2: Yeah. No, uh, every, every movie has an unofficial sequel, prequel. Every movie's connected somehow. 2012
1: and Waterworld. So road. this movie has a lot. Yeah. Okay. But stay with me for a second. So first off, we have a crossover with Con Air. Because John Cusack is in Con Air, um, as that agent, and here he is again.
2: I got a know, better one to, with John Cusack. Because have you ever have you guys ever seen uh, what's it called uh, Room fourteen or fourteen oh eight?
0: Oh yeah. No, he's
2: no. a he's a failed writer.
1: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, he's got a type. So yeah, I would agree. That's probably that's better. That's better. Um, the second one, this is, this is um, kind of dumb, but it is what it is, is uh, the, with the movie Look Who's Talking, because George Seagal, who played Tony Delgado in this movie, is the sort of scummy boss of Kirstie Alley in Look Who's Talking. So little nod out to uh, George Seagal. Uh, definitely inspiration from the Poseidon Adventure with that giant tidal wave capsizing the cruise ship. Um, Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon, obviously. Uh, Uh, After Lethal Weapon, he went on to be president. This could be... And then... Well, this could be a sequel to
2: White Men Can't Jump with uh, Woody Harrelson, you know. Jesus Christ.
1: Yes. Yes, this is where he ended up, in a trailer in the woods. Yeah, he, you know,
2: he got tired of playing basketball on the streets, so he got into conspiracies.
1: Um, And then a double crossover... Which I'm looking up as we speak, um, because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I am double crossover with Danny Glover for this movie is Operation Dumbo Drop, um, which came out in 1995 and is related because at one moment we see them flying elephants underneath helicopters. So
0: <laughs> and giraffes. Um,
1: there you go, guys. That's that's my um, that's my crossover. What? I have a new
0: burnt popcorn moment the fact that they were airlifting giraffes onto an ark for an
1: end of the world apocalypse event fuck giraffes what are you doing Listen it, it can't it, it can't be an ark if there's not animals on it so there fine, you go <laughs> fine have actual like edible animals like I'm sorry
0: giraffes I'm sorry giraffe supporters RIP giraffes no, they're not. No, I veto that. Did you president. just say edible
1: animals? Edible?
0: Yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah, fine.
2: Ha ha. Touche. You could eat a giraffe, <laughs> but it would be
0: hard and probably tough, and you couldn't fit in on a hoagie. It's way too long.
2: So, Brian, we were having this conversation a few weeks ago. You know, the Olympics just happened, so they were they were flying these giraffes. They were just hanging them outside the, the helicopter. hmm do they? Did they fly? Did they just hang the horses that went over to Tokyo for the Olympics the same way, or did they just
0: get the horses in Japan? No, they uh, they brought them over, and then um, some of them uh, got into a fight club, and they just started punching horses.
1: From what I've read. Oh, okay. Too soon. But do we know, know how they got there? Was it was it airlifted or by boat? Oh, I imagine it was
0: probably, I doubt they couldn't have done it by boat. That would take forever. And can you teach a horse how to pop it, pop his ears?
2: Because, I mean, that, that's what you do when you fly.
1: Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I was literally picturing them popping like from like relaxed to like up like they're alert. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. The joke is gone. I apologize. It's I wrote okay. it. It's way better now. <laughs>
2: well, oh, man. I guess my question to you guys is, does this movie hold up? Could it, could it come out
0: today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do I you, think it would be slightly, I don't know, less campy. I would hope.
2: Do you think it would make almost eight hundred million dollars?
1: No, no. Depends on what the title was. I think I think it would need a different title. But I think the premise of sort of the end of the world uh, focus, if you will, I think would because not that not that that's what we're in right now, but obviously the world is is in turmoil, you know, yeah. right now, and so. I think it's very relatable and to your point earlier Justin with the sort of premium experience or offering of securing a spot on this arc I think I think absolutely would would be even more probably appealing to folks today cuz I don't even think you know the idea of of a private ride in outer space in 2012 would have been taken seriously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I think apocalypse movies and thinking about how the world is going to end is always going to be, you know, at the forefront of pop culture. I mean, from even like the Bible has a, an apocalypse story. I mean, Revelations is just an end-of-the-world story. This is just a different version of it, and there will be, you know, other different versions. I mean, you could argue that The, the Purge is an end-of-the-world apocalypse style story because you know things i love the purge please please please, can we not watch that i've i've never seen any of the purge i'll I'll paint a picture for you justin um it's exactly what the trailer says but for like an hour and a half and then six times
2: i was gonna say isn't there like six movies and a tv show
1: i can't with the purge it's so silly yeah, the this TV show was kind of... We lost we lost it with the TV show, but... Hey, keep, keep cashing those checks, though, The Purge. You do you.
0: Um, but yeah, I think, to get back on it, I think this movie holds up a little bit. I think it could be made again, or a version of it could be made. Um, though, finger on the pulse of society, I think people might be a little bit burnt out right now on end of the world movies after uh, spending a year and a half in this. Um, So maybe not this year, but maybe next year. So if somebody can come up with a,
1: yeah, go ahead. If they
2: remade this now, would it be, could they have Alec Baldwin play the president? No, no.
0: Yes. No. Yes. What?
1: Yes. Wrong. (laughs) <laughs> but but as Alec Baldwin, correct? Not his Saturday night, not not his Saturday Night Live character. Wrong. Alec Baldwin, <laughs> I will be playing Bonald Frump, <laughs> President Bonald Frump. I love Alec Baldwin. I I mean, as an actor, I like all of his stuff. What's? I mean, to go is, to go. Is from, Thirty Rock his best work? Yes or no? No. Oh, I disagree. I love him in that. Um, I'm saying no because I've never seen it. <laughs> <gasps> this
0: this podcast is now brought to you by Thirty Rock, which we will be reviewing episode by episode. For the I'm just kidding. That's not. Gonna
1: happen. I
2: don't know. He's been. I mean, Beetlejuice.
0: He wasn't. Did you guys ever see
1: The Edge? Yeah, yeah. The Edge with um, Anthony Hopkins and him. Uh, I have not seen that. Okay, I'm writing that down because we will be watching that one. But he,
2: he 100% was in Beetlejuice. He, he was a, one oh, of yeah. the main characters.
0: Oh, I thought you said he was Beetlejuice.
2: No, 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 no. That was, uh, what was his
1: name? Michael Keaton. Ke- yeah, Michael Keaton. We just watched that two nights ago, by the way. Nice. And our dog barked at Gina Davis every time she came on the TV.
0: Quite rude
1: I'm, I'm
2: really surprised that I haven't heard anyone's pets is is, is are your guys' pets near interested
0: oh, uh, Tyrion is close and by close I mean he's in the next room over with the door shut because he's a
1: monster socks ours door. is in the other room
2: Socks has been passed out cold at my feet ever since I started
1: nice oh i love that
2: but yeah so any uh you guys think any other characters today would be good in this or or overall you know wh- what's our overall what how are we going to wrap this up what what's our you know what's our final thought i'm going to say
1: i'm going to say And Justin, you kind of framed it well earlier, was that if it's a rainy day and you're not really sure what to watch, watch 2012 with zero expectations of enjoying it, right? Just take it for what it is. Let it be, you know, pick it apart like we did, um, but just let it be what it is. And don't be afraid to step away to swap out the laundry because you're really not missing anything. It'll repeat itself in the next scene. (laughs) Don't bother pausing. Yeah. 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 Don't do not bother pausing, and don't be like Justin, who fell asleep watching this and had Twice. to rewatch it like six times. How many times, Justin? So I had to watch this Wednesday night,
2: Thursday night, and Friday night because I kept okay, falling three times. <laughs> I kept falling asleep because I, I was just like, I, I, "This is a bad movie." That and, is correct. And then Friday night, I actually watched it with my wife, and she was like this is a bad movie. And I go, I know <laughs>
0: just, just watch it. I feel like once I again, just entertainment value. Yeah. Just I, entertainment value. Yeah. I, I feel bad that I suggested it, but I saw it was on Netflix and I'm like, Oh, 2012, we've been talking about disaster movies. Sure. No, I, a
2: good, I mean, natural disaster movies are the best, I think. and, I know we were kind of saying this is a, you know, an apocalyptic movie, but I, this is a natural disaster. And those, the, I I love those movies. Corey, I know you like those movies a lot too. They're just, I do. They're great.
1: Yeah. And and with that, I just want to let our listeners know that, that there is no movie off the table that we won't watch. Um, Even between ourselves, we sort of made a pact that we're rotating each week who picks the movie Um, Brian's getting a chance to go twice because he suggested a good one that we all agreed, (laughs) but, um, nothing's off the table. We're, we're, we're each going to get a chance to rotate and pick a movie and everyone's going to watch it and we're moving forward. But also
2: feel free to, you know, shoot us a message, shoot us an email, shoot us a message on Instagram. And if you want us to watch something or you think something would be good or would fit well, let us know. We'll watch it.
1: Absolutely. And and don't be discouraged if it's not watched right away. We will add it to the queue, and it will come up at some point. Or we won't.
0: (laughs) Or we won't. Who knows? Find out next time. No. Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. Next time, uh, we're going to be watching Deep Blue Sea. A wonderful movie. Which also has
1: it. Danny Glover in it. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't. No,
0: that's, that's, <laughs> that's Sammy J. And it's by far uh, LL Cool J's best film. I don't know if that's true, but it's how I feel. Um, I'm really excited about it. And before we roll credits on today's episode, gang, uh, I just want to remind everyone um, to check us out on Instagram at Cinemapodrophy. Uh, shoot us an email at cinemapodrophy at gmail.com. That is C I N. E M A P O D R A P H Y at Gmail dot com. Uh check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um Justin's address is uh what was it, Justin? Thirteen
2: thirteen <laughs> Mockingbird Lane.
0: Thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane, Cincinnati, Ohio, one two three four six. Um yeah. This has been fun, gang. I'm looking forward to the next one.
1: It has. Yes. Yeah. It has. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, and for those of you who didn't tune in, well, you're not hearing this, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Cinema. Bye. Pod.